Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski and uh, have a special treat here today on the podcast. Have with us Cubs play-by-play man and uh, good friend Len Casper. Len, first, thank you for doing this so early in the morning out west. You got it, Joe. Anything for you. Yeah, I, and I, you know I appreciate that. Uh, we are talking uh, just just a few hours after the uh, Cubs uh, lost Game Three in the National League Championship Series to the Dodgers, six nothing. So uh, obviously we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Cubs. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to ask you a quick question that I've not asked you before. Actually, uh, I was just reading something about you. Now you've been with the Cubs since 2005. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. And I was reading that you you really kind of wanted in the late 90s, so not that long before uh, you started working for the Cubs, you wanted to do baseball, and uh, you figured you needed an experience, and then you went and actually did some broadcasting uh, for Beloit. Is that for the Beloit minor league team? Is that correct? That is correct. The Beloit Snappers. The Beloit yeah. Snappers. That's really cool. So is that... Because you already were were well into your broadcasting career, but was that just totally driven by sort of this 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 hope and 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 love of baseball? Absolutely. Uh, I tried to get uh, a minor league job out of college. I went to Marquette, and I sent you know a, a tape of some kind. I don't even remember what I put on it uh, to pretty much every single and double A team around the country and was pretty much rejected by all of them and I was fortunate enough to to hook on with uh, WTMJ radio in um, in Milwaukee and you know the problem was um, I couldn't get any baseball experience I, I had a good job and I was in a big league market but uh, I got to know the, the people with the Brewers and if I ever had a chance to fill in I kind of needed to show them that I could do play-by-play so uh, Brett Dolan, um, who was doing the Beloit Snapper games, I, I gave him a call and I said, hey, if I took a few free weekends and just kind of came down and hung out with you in the booth and did a few innings, would you be cool with that? And he said, sure, absolutely. So I, I owe Brett a lot because if I didn't give the Brewers that, that tape, um, I might not be doing what I'm doing today. So yeah, really, really fortunate to uh, have gotten to know Brett and he later went on and uh, uh, did some Houston Astros games, and sure. uh, hopefully Brett will be back in the big leagues very soon. I just I love I love that passion for for sports. I mean, I think that that anyone uh, in the business who who sort of moves on at some point they show that. I mean, I certainly for me it's I, I was lucky enough to have those those moments too where I you know needed to show somebody that I could write columns so you know I went down to Augusta Georgia and wrote columns and uh I just think that's really cool I I just think because because you you could have easily followed a very successful broadcast path but it was baseball that that drove you and and uh and you you followed that path instead yeah I mean I you know I I I kind of did a lot of everything in radio and that's the other thing is people know me as a tv guy but the only television I've ever really done is baseball. Uh, I never like anchored newscasts or anything like that. So I just kind of jumped in, not really knowing that I needed to look at the camera. Uh, the first open I did for a Brewers Pirates game in 1999, it was just awful. But you learn as you go, and thankfully the the Brewers saw some potential in me. And uh, you know, you you make some mistakes early, and then learn not to make those mistakes 
and, and you move on. It's interesting that we're having this conversation because I interviewed Joe Buck yesterday for our radio pregame show. Sure. And I asked Joe, I said, you know, take me back to 96. Do you ever go back and, and watch tapes of yourself or, you know, listen to how you sounded? Because whenever I do that, I, I you know, invariably about 10 seconds in, I, I want to burn the tape because I, <laughs> I listened to myself through the lens of, you know, 2010, 2016, right. whatever. And, and it just, you know, I'm, I, I'm hypercritical and that's not fair to do that to yourself. But I said to Joe, do you ever go back and, you know, you, you grew up on a national stage. And he said, you know, he said, I think I, in some ways I was better back then. He said, not really 96. He said, I was just kind of hanging on for dear life. But he said, 98, 99, 2000. He said, it was kind of, you know, the pre-Twitter, pre-social media era. And he said something interesting. He said, I think that I was a little more carefree because I wasn't worried about being criticized all the time. And, and I thought that was really fascinating you know and i i'm i'm sure i have a little bit of that too where you know you're just maybe slightly more cautious because you don't want to get just totally hammered on on social media if you step out a little bit what was it the randy moss thing that that got yes. joe into some hot water absolutely when he, when he yeah he and and like whatever like i'm fine with him having an opinion it's okay but like people just kind of overreacted and i think that he probably wouldn't do that again because of the reaction he got for that and that that's that's too bad you know that we that we have to be maybe too cautious at times that really is interesting i i and i think i think you know i mean we we could do a whole podcast i think on on the effects of social media for for good and for 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 ill i mean it, there's there's a lot of real good that comes out of social media if you use it right obviously you reach people in a way connect with people in a way you never have before uh, and you can also crowdsource. You can get all sorts of information. But I do think you're right. I think going at being out in a limb, uh, where where you would be willing to have done it, you know, before Twitter. Now it's like, boy, that's just not worth the effort. You know, that's just not worth the effort at all. Who wants to get Who wants to get just just killed on on Twitter? I mean, it's it's true. I, I really can see that. But I also can see, and 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 I do want to get to the Cubs here. But I also can see the idea that you can look back at yourself as a younger person and see yourself being a lot more carefree anyway, even beyond the social media thing, because you just don't know any better, you know, you, you, uh, totally. you, you try totally. stuff, and right? Yeah. You know, you, you like to think the older you get, the easier life gets. And that's not always the case. And sometimes the more, you know, uh, the, the harder it gets, but, um, you know, we're all just kind of hanging on for dear life in some in some areas, and, and in other areas, you know, we are carefree, and um, that that's the beauty of it. You know, it's it's a roller coaster ride, and uh, I, I, that's why Cubs baseball mirrors life, Joe. And, and if that's not a good segue, I don't know what is. <laughs> it could be a more of a good segue. I look, I think you have a tremendous amount of fun, and and you want to talk about a team. Let's talk during just talk briefly here because it's because we have to get to the heart of it. But briefly about this season, this team was has been so much fun. There's they're young, they are carefree. They they you got a manager who'll do anything. Uh, this this whole year is, must have been just a blast for you. Totally. I mean they they were one day shy of going wire to wire, but you know this this was kind of billed as the the best team in baseball from really from jump street sure. um las vegas had them as the prohibitive world series favorites uh joe 
Madden had the embrace the target uh, kind of mantra right from day one of spring training. Uh, we, we all wondered, you know, they're not going to be able to fly under the radar this year after what happened last year. How are they going to be able to handle it? And they handled it by going out and just absolutely dominating, dominating. people. Yeah, and, and if there's a, a comp kind of in my lifetime, I, I kind of compare this team to the 84 Tigers. That was mm. that was my team growing up, and, you know, they, they just they blew out everybody. They started 35-5. and five. They never looked back. And I, I remember I asked Alan Trammell, uh, recently, maybe a couple years ago, the Tigers got swept in Seattle after starting the year 35 and five. And I said, was there kind of an, uh Oh, now we're coming back to earth moment when that happened. And he said, no, we, we knew we were the best team. It wasn't even, you know, it was just a blip on the radar. And I kind of feel like that's the way the Cubs season has gone this year. Uh, they had a five and 15 stretch right before the all-star break. And I think some fans were, were a little panicky, but, I never sensed it in the clubhouse. It just was a bad stretch. And then they came out of the break and just did what they did to start the season. So, um, yeah, so now you're down 2-1, right? And everyone's going, uh-oh, what's going on? And my answer is probably not going to um, uh, make some people happy or feel satisfied, but I, I think it's just baseball. And it's two games, and they haven't scored in a long time. I get it, but... Uh, baseball is funny and they need to win three out of four. And it's something they've done a million times already this year. And they're very capable of doing it. And I think the Dodgers are very capable of beating them. Uh, we're at that point in the season where you're playing some really good teams and, and facing some really good pitching. Well, when I thought about them this year, all year, and that sense of confidence that you talk about was obviously apparent, but the thing that you knew with them, and, and I, I, you know what? The 84 Dodgers are a great – I mean, the 84 Tigers are a great example of this too. They could just beat you a lot of different ways. They just knew that. Like, you know, it, it wasn't, hey, what are we going to do today to win? You looked at the next 10 games, and you figure you were going to get, well, with this team, eight or nine great starting performances, right? I mean, yep. from the pitching. Uh, you were going to score a ton of runs because you, you have a great offense, and you were going to – catch the ball, which, you know, and, and I'm going to break away for a whole section on, on their defense because it's, it's, to me, it's the most underrated part uh, of this year. They're, they're just fantastic defensively. So you have all of these things and that really works over a full season, over a full season, you know, no matter how many times they play 162 games, as long as they stay healthy, they're going to win 95 or 100 or 104 or 93. I mean, they're always going to be really, really good because because they're good. Unfortunately, uh, it's different in a short series. And I think that's, you know, that's sort of where baseball has gone. It wasn't that way. I mean, it used to be, the, hey, the Cubs would be in the World Series right now, you know, based on having by far the best record in baseball. Uh, but short series are just different. And, and your, your point is 100% right. How can you know? How can you know what's going to happen in a seven-game series? Yeah, and, and, and I think the irony of it is you just – let's just look at, at the first three games of this series, right, and kind of how these two teams got here. Yeah. Uh, everything you said about the Cubs is, is totally accurate. You know, they, they, they check off every box on the list. Um, and they were well-rested, and they were able to kind of lay out their pitching exactly how they wanted to. Like, there's no – question nobody's even going to ask joe madden how he's going to line up his starting rotation the that's rest right. of the week that's right because we already know now you look at the dodgers 
I mean, it's almost a day-to-day thing. Who's going to start? When's Kershaw coming back? Is Kenley Jansen going to pitch, you know, every day the rest of his life? Um, you know, all the injuries they had, you know, Rich Hill, which is, he's just a, a, an amazing comeback story. Amazing, yeah. Amazing. And, and they're up 2-1 in the, in the National League Championship Series. So, you know, I guess my point is, if, if you're trying to lay out as an organization or as a manager, as a team – how you get to this point, you would do it exactly the way the Cubs did it, right? right? You would never do it the way the Dodgers did it, no. but here we are. And so that, to me, kind of explains October baseball in a nutshell, is that you just do everything you can to get here, and then you just roll out the bats and balls and let's play. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, it really is sort of a you-just-keep-knocking-on-the-door kind of philosophy. I mean, you if you figure and hope that that uh you know if you're the cubs what you hope for is quality wins out right that that yes that over over seven games not over three you know if this was a two out of three series it's a it's a toss-up anybody can win two out of three you know they could play they could play the braves two out of three and 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 potentially you know the worst team and 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 potentially lose two out of three so so you you, you hope that over a seven game series your superior you know, depth in pitching, your superior defense, and your superior offense will play out. Uh, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately from a Cubs perspective, you have difference makers on that Dodgers team. And, I mean, when you look at Kershaw, I mean, how good was he? I mean, from watching it live there, uh, having seen him be very, very good before, how good was he that night? It was as good as I've seen him in person. Uh, his curveball wasn't really a factor, and he yeah. admitted that. But the slider's so good, I think he could pitch with two pitches, and and, and be fine. You know, um, yeah. I just thought from 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 the first pitch, he was efficient. You know, he wasn't going to walk a lot of people. Uh, I, I, I'm amazed watching him do what he does because you know he's got deception. He's got this crazy motion that you would never teach you I wouldn't even know how to explain it <laughs> no I wouldn't either and, and and he repeats it and he throws strikes he holds base runners he fields his position well he can hit he's kind of the complete package um you know Anthony Rizzo said it I've said it and it, it was kind of nice I guess to hear a, a cub hitter say it so I didn't feel bad saying it he's the best pitcher on the planet yeah. and there's no shame in losing a one to nothing game to, to Clayton Kershaw um, the the question I have about him, and it's been asked of me, you know, they're, they're, are they running him into the ground? And I kind of feel like Dave Roberts is able to use him more now because of the DL time he had. And sure. obviously Kershaw has told him he can pitch as much as they want to use him. But uh, I think that the innings that he saved earlier this year has allowed the Dodgers to kind of push him a little harder now. And we're in October, Joe. I mean, he's making, what, $32 million a year? I mean, this is the time where you're going to ride your horse, and 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 he's the the guy that every team would ride if you had the opportunity to at this point in the season. No question, and that's and that's what a short series is. I mean, that's what a short you know series does. You look at the Cubs, and suddenly your superior depth isn't as big a factor, right? It's you know right. in a seven game series, it's certainly uh, especially this year where I I don't think I've seen as many managers go for it. I mean, really go for it. 
putting their their closers in in the seventh inning and 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 starting guys on short rest and doing all the things that that Tito is doing in 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 the American League and 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 obviously Dave Roberts is doing in the National League. So all of that, you just basically it's like a battle of the bulge thing. Everybody's just throwing what they have at you, and and you have to sort of hold the line if you're the Cubs. So that makes it tough. That said. The, the offensive sort of funk that they've gotten themselves into, is there is there an explanation for it? Obviously, they've, it's been against really good pitching, but is there an explanation for it But beyond that or beyond the fact that, hey, it's just a funk and it's baseball and this is what happens? I, I wish I had an explanation for it because, you know, the one thing that seemed to get exposed in the NLCS last year against the Mets was the Cubs' inability to make contact. Right. They, they struck out a lot. You know, they walked a lot last year. Uh, but they struck out a lot. And, you know, I, I was talking with Jed Hoyer, the Cubs general manager, and he said, you know, that series didn't really force us to make changes. He said that was kind of a weakness we knew we had. Right. Uh, it just kind of showed up in, in that spot. So they went out and they, they signed Ben Zobrist. They brought Dexter Fowler back. Uh, Anthony Rizzo's strikeout rate just keeps going down. Chris sure. Bryant, a year older, strikeout rate goes down. Javier Baez, a year older strikeout rate goes down. Jason Hayward. So Jason Hayward, you know, a guy who can work some good at bats and I don't think anybody saw no. the amount of struggles he's had coming, but so so they 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 addressed those things and they continue to take their walks but cut down their strikeouts. So um that that to me was the big question when you got to this point of the season, but you know Addison Russell, he's been struggling for a while and yeah. to the point where I think you know, the questions on Twitter over the last uh, 12 hours of whether Joe Madden might sit Addison Russell at some point in the series, I think they're totally legit. I mean, he, he's he's pinch hit for him a couple of times already. Um, you're not going to sit Anthony Rizzo. He's just, you know, these are guys, Bryant, they, they, they've, they've got to carry the mail, and uh, I don't think you're going to sit those guys at all. But, yeah, you're going to just make some tweaks here or there to the lineup. But aside from that, I don't have an answer for why they've struggled so much. I guess we could just take it game by game and go Kershaw is Kershaw, and Rich Hill has a type of curveball and the type of repertoire that the Cubs probably hadn't seen all season long, and I, I thought he was really good last night. He was. That was very, very Moyer-like, Jamie Moyer-like, I thought. I mean, you know, he's really popping the, the curveball. But, he, you know, he, his fastball was, was effective. I mean, it's a low 90s fastball, which is – impressive for a 36 year old rich hill and and uh um i just thought he pitched really well so you know some of this is of course the old cliche you tip your hat uh but but along those lines you've watched him day in day out all year what do you attribute because i this jason hayward thing has me baffled i mean i was as big a fan of of jason hayward and still am i mean he does so many other things and he's a such a fantastic defender and all that but offensively, it's been a it's been really really rough, and and I thought his at bat yesterday was in in many ways it, it illustrated uh, it was as bad an at bat as you'll ever see from from a, a quality major league baseball player. Well, what the heck has happened to Jason Hayward? I, I think mechanically there, there are a lot of issues he's got to figure out, um, and I think at times he's he's tweaked it uh, in the batting cage and has kind of had a three or four day stretch where you start to feel like he's kind of getting out of it, but then. You know, you, you tend to, to go back to what you are sure. in terms of a hitter, and, and and you know his hands. He's got issues with, you know, a lot of movement, um, 
every pitch. He, he just looks late a lot. And then I think mentally, you know, he, he admitted it, but, but there's probably more going on with just the, I signed an eight year contract. Yeah. Um, I need, I need to prove that I'm the guy and that's, that's tough to do. You know, John Lester had a good year last year, but he would, he admitted that he pressed after signing the long-term six year contract with the Cubs. Um, the, the, the funny thing about it though, is like Jason Hayward's a really good baseball player. Yeah. He does a lot of things. Well, he does help you win games. And he was a part of a 103-win team and basically played every day. He also had an OPS in the low 600s, right? So one of the, you know, worst in in baseball. And, you know, I think Joe Madden, rightly so, uh, put him in the lineup to start the playoffs because he helped this team get here. But we're at a point now where every at-bat matters. And so I think it's going to be tough for him to to get back in the lineup. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jason's just like you, and I think – uh, he's going to be a really good offensive player. Uh, it's just probably going to take a, an off season's worth of work to, to, to retool that swing. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's coming right after the season ends. But um, at the moment, you're just trying to battle your way through as, as well as you can. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I think you've, you've nailed my exact thought. I, I hoped for his sake. I think he's a he's a he's a great person. Uh, and he's a, he really has been such a good player. It, it's it's interesting because you know now now that he's struggling, there are a lot of people who who will certainly reach out to me whenever I mention this to say, oh, he was never that good. And he was he he was a a really really good baseball player, and as you said, still was a valuable player because of his defense and his base running and 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 just the way he plays the game. Um, I was really hoping that you know it would click just a little bit and he would sort of salvage this year with a good postseason. And it really does. I, I think now, I think you're right. I think you're going at bat to at bat. And I just, I just don't think he's going to be able to be a factor. Cause I just don't think Joe Madden, Joe Madden's going to have to make hard choices with him. And, and that's, that's rough, but that's, that's what short series do. You know, I think if, if they were playing month long series against the Dodgers, you still play him because he can do all these other things, but yes. when you need runs and, and that's what they need, you know, it's going to, it's going to be tough to play him. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I went up to him the other day and I said, look, uh, you, you're such a pro. I, I, I really respect the way you've gone about your business, you know, because he hasn't, you know, if he's snapped and every major league player does it sure. invariably, um, you know, it's been maybe once or twice. And, and in fact, I think once when it happened, Joe said, okay, now, you know, I can see the frustration. I'm going to give him a couple of days, but there hasn't been a lot of it. You know, he's, he's handled it really well. He's a great teammate. I see how much his teammates love him. And, um, you, yeah, I think that's part of why Joe has really kept him in that lineup. And, um, that's the other thing is that this offense was so good and they didn't get a lot of contributions from Jason, Kyle Schwarber missed most of the year. Sure. Uh, this offense should get better next year, as scary as that is to think about. And that might even be with Dexter Fowler not returning because they have so many outfielders. Uh, I don't look at this window as small. I, I think this team, and particularly this offense, should get better as the years go on. There's there's nobody who who I would imagine understands sort of the Cub fan uh, sensibilities l- like you. After the loss yesterday, being down two one to the Dodgers, where, where what is the panic level? Do you think right now in Cubland? Well, if we were going to do a scale of one to ten, I yeah. think probably at about a twelve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, it goes both ways. And this is the one great thing about being around this team and Cub fans is that, you know, when you win, it, it it's euphoric. And when you lose, it, it, it feels like a funeral. And that's in the regular season. I mean, that sure. that's even, you know, when you're 15 games up and you've already clinched the division and, and you lose a two-to-one game to the Pirates in late September. You know, it's what what's Joe thinking? You know, why is this guy in here? Get him out of the lineup. Um, that that there's just an incredible amount of passion. Uh, so I think, yeah, there, there, there are a lot of people who, um, and, and, and I, I don't blame them, you know, thought this might be a little easier. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy as, as we just laid out for you in October <laughs> in these short series. Uh, and I'll tell you, if they didn't make the big comeback in game four in yes. San Francisco, uh, it would have been tough those two days waiting for game five because you would have faced uh, Cueto and possibly Bumgarner out of the bullpen. Uh, so this has not been an easy road here. And, you know, for me, that's all part of it. And because you don't know how it's going to play out, when you do have success at this point in the season, it means so much more. Um, but, but when you're going through it and you're in the middle of it and you're a Cub fan in particular, it is excruciating. Yeah, it's really been interesting. You know, I have a lot of friends who are Cub fans, including some of some of some friends that both of us have. Uh, and I've been hearing and, and what was really interesting coming into this series, and they won't want me to say this. <laughs> there was a Cub confidence that I don't believe they've had their entire lives. I mean, they, they were like. This team is good. We escaped the Giants. The Giants were the were were the real threat here. Uh, the Dodgers are are kind of a one pitch team, and 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 they can't score runs. And 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 this is a great matchup. And the Cubs are are, are everything you said. You know, their 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 rotation is perfectly set, and all these other things. And there was like I wouldn't say cockiness because you I don't think a Cubs fan could be cocky, but there was a confidence that. I think was not there in 84 was not there in 90, you know, three or whatever. And certainly not 99. And wasn't there in, in 69, there was a, there was a real sort of sense that, Hey, this is the year, this is the year. And this is the team. And I think three games in that's completely turned upside down. I, I think yeah. just three games in those same people don't, they won't even answer my calls right now. So <laughs> yeah. Excited. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I, Cause I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I really thought the Giants, once the once the Cubs got through the short series, that it, not that it would be easy, but that they were the clear favorites, certainly through the National League playoffs. And then once the Red Sox got swept in the first round because they scared the hell out of me, I thought, sure. wow, okay, the, I, I feel like I feel really good about it. Um, and then baseball happens, yeah. and then you go, well, okay. Now, I still – here's the thing. The Cubs are down 2-1, but I, I still feel fairly optimistic that this is going to be a long series. It could go seven. It's obviously – for the Cubs, they hope it goes back to Chicago. But, um, you know, that's why you want those last two games in a series at home if you can get them, and they have them. Um, this series is far from over. I think the Dodgers know that. I think the decision of Dave Roberts to have Jansen finish the ninth with a six nothing lead was a really fascinating decision. Um, some people, and, and, and I, I first guessed, I said, I think he should take him out sure. because those are bullets you might need later in the series. And even your worst pitcher should be able to hold a six run lead in the ninth. But I also understand that when you have uh, a bird in the hand, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to do everything you can to protect it, and he did it, and, and Jansen got out of it with 
very little trouble. But, you know, can Kenley Jansen throw 30 pitches every day this week? I, I don't know. I mean, it, unfortunately for, for Cub observers, it looks like he can. Uh, that, that would not be good uh, for Joe Madden's club if, if Jansen can come back out and, and get five outs every night. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I thought that was kind of the most interesting decision of, of game three. It was fascinating. And, and, I, and, and I had sort of the similar reaction to you. My first reaction was, what, what in the heck are they doing? Why in the world would you bring Jansen out there in the ninth inning? And, and, and it just made no sense to me. Up 6 nothing, it made no sense whatsoever. But then, and, and of all people, it was C.J. Nitkowski who sort of made the point on Twitter that, that you know, and I love C.J. I, I kid him all the time. I never agree with him. Uh, and, and, <laughs> I work with CJ. He's a good friend, but yes, he he's not afraid. <laughs> no, he's not afraid to say stuff that you just like. What are you talking about? I love the guy. I love him. But um, but he made a point that sparked something in my mind, which was not only hey, let's you 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 know he's up, he's warm, he's pitching, and you want to win this game, just get out of here with the win. You have him up already. He's your guy. Not only that, there is something about giving the Cubs no hope. There is something about just, hey, let's get the shutout, uh, shut them down the ninth inning, middle of the lineup of the ninth inning, just shut them down. Don't give them anything to to think about overnight that's going to that's gonna make them think it's going to be any different tomorrow. I, I don't know what psychological effects they have. They're probably none. These guys are pros. They play every day. I'm not a momentum guy. I'm not any of that. But... Hey, he's up, and and there are people who are momentum people, and there are people who do believe in that sort of thing, and and there's no question that if the if the Cubs had scraped a run or two against a, uh, whoever they thrown out there, hey, that's something. That's something. You go into the next game like, all right, hey, maybe we're back, and you know, instead, just 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 leave the door closed. I respect that decision. I'm not sure I make it because you could cost yourself Jansen. Uh, tomorrow or today, I mean, and at some point it's got to end. But I respect the decision. Hey, we're we're in this to 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 just win and win quickly. And 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 that leads to the last thing I'll ask you. You just said that about the Cubs and obviously going seven, and you think it's going to be a long series anyway. In my view, the Cubs are still favored to win this series because I think it I think it can and will go seven. I think that puts them in a in a seventh game. I know people keep talking about Kershaw pitching twice more, but realistically, come on, he, he's not going to pitch game five and game seven. He's not going to start both those games. I don't. I mean, unless they, I mean on two days rest or whatever. Um, so, so I think you're dealing with a situation where he might pitch some innings or whatever. But realistically, it's only one more Kershaw. Uh, the Cubs have had the, that incredible rotation uh, throughout the year obviously the key is tonight. The key is John Lackey yes. tonight, uh, yep. but they win tonight. And, and I mean, I think they're, you know, they're certainly to, in my mind, they're the best team and the, and the best team has got to be favored at that point. Yep. So if you win tonight, if you're the Cubs now it's two, two and you go now, we'll now let's win two out of three, which is what the Dodgers did to start the series. So right. yeah, the margin for error is, is, is so tiny and it's both ways and I think the Dodgers understand that and that's that's why I probably in the end under like you said understand Dave Roberts decision to just hey we've got this game let's just get out of here and and it worked out um you know I think some Cub fans kind of think back to 03 when I want to say game two Mark Pryor had a huge lead and uh 
Dusty put him back out for another inning, and then you go back to game six, and you go, w- would he have had another inning in him? You know, right. so those, those are the things you think about when, when these moments happen, but it's very easy for us on the outside looking in to go, ah, well, I mean, you can protect a 6 nothing lead. I mean, why wouldn't you put somebody else in? Well, if you're the manager, you're going, I want to win tonight. I want to win now. I don't want to have any sort of uh, issue thinking about uh, all those things you said, the Cubs – having a couple of good quality at bats and then having that carry over into the next night. Um, I think the other factor is Lackey Urias, all this experience, the guy who said, I didn't come here for a haircut. I came here for jewelry (laughs) against a kid who even his manager admits is, is blissfully naive about all that lies ahead and how much pressure there will be on him tonight. Uh, That, I love as a baseball fan, don't you? Just the idea of the guy just getting started. He was 19 when he made his debut uh, against a guy who won Game 7 as a rookie way, way back when and now is in the twilight of his career. It's going to be a real fun one tonight. That's what baseball, to me, is about, right? I mean, mean, it's the essence of baseball. you got a kid who's all stuff and nerve and nothing else, right? He has no idea what's going on. Uh, and you got the veteran who's been through everything. I mean, you, you mentioned pitching in Game Seven, but I mean, a guy who's who's been through incredible lows, incredible highs, uh, as as you know, is as tough as you can imagine a, a pitcher being, but isn't you know doesn't have the stuff he used to have, and 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 is in the twilight of his career. I mean, this is this is just beautiful. I mean, I I think this has been a tremendously fun. Uh, postseason and and uh, I think this is this is sort of the the crux of it I'm not going to say the winner tonight wins the series but it might very well work out that way it feels that way yeah it feels like a, a real critical game certainly for the Cubs and I'm not so sure that series in the other league is over yet either oh, no, you know no, we could talk about that <laughs> so... at length you know as a, and I thought that yesterday I did when when Cleveland's up 3-0 and they made the decision to go with short uh with Kluber Corey Kluber on short rest um hey, you're you're putting it all on the line because he loses now you got a bullpen game in game 5 which which the Blue Jays have to be heavily favored you're hoping for Josh Tomlin to to pull off some magic again in game 6 back in Cleveland uh, and then if it all comes back around, it's Kluber on short rest again in Game Seven. I mean that that series is it's not over. It's not right. over, you know. So it's a great time. It's a great time for baseball. So you get some rest, and uh, and we'll hopefully talk to you down the road. That sounds good, Joe. I appreciate you having me on.